Annalise Real. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full-Time Black Women, a community for black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and feel the soul. So what are we talking about today, Elise? Today's topic is managing your mental health with Aneem Awe. Yay! Yes, yes, so excited. <laughs> we have a very special guest once again, licensed therapist Aneem Awe of Therapy Over Silence. Aneem Awe is a licensed clinical social worker and health educator. She discovered her passion for public health and mental health in women during high school while working on various public health campaigns in the city of Boston. Aneem completed her undergraduate degree in public health at the University of Massachusetts, then went on to work for Veterans Administration Medical Center Hospital in Boston. She also would go on to to complete her master's in social work and later return to the Boys and Girls Club that she grew up at to pilot the first ever mental health program geared towards children. Mm. And Nina's also the founder of Therapy Over Silence. Therapy Over Silence is an online community that works to end the stigma around mental health care with stunning visuals and knowledgeable nuggets. She hopes to help break generational cycles of pain, trauma, and silence. Welcome, Anine. Welcome. Thank you. That that sounds really good. (laughs) Well, because it is. It is all great things. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here and talk to you all. Wonderful. Wonderful. So as I said, today's topic, managing your mental health with Aneem Awe, we are tackling mental health, specifically how you can take steps to manage your mental health during unusually stressful times. So currently we're in a unique situation where there are a lot of people experiencing isolation, uh, different types of change, uncertainty, worry and stress. And this is even more apparent with Corona. Mm -hmm. And it may look like, you know, social distancing, quarantining, job loss, or if you're dealing with an illness yourself or your loved one has an illness. Yeah. So although these feelings and emotions are very much front and center with Corona and COVID-19, they can still have an impact outside of periods of pandemic. So we wanted to give you some tips that you could start applying now, but also make use AC or after Corona. I like that. AC. I got AC after Corona. Sis, it is time to start that podcast. Yes. What podcast? Um, Only the podcast that you've been telling friends and family members you're going to start and you have yet to do it. You know you have stuff you want to say. So why not say it with your chest using the best Buzzsprout? We use Buzzsprout and I will have to say it is one of the best decisions that we've made since starting our podcast. Absolutely. So join us and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to easily get their message out to the world. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Like Apple. Spotify. Google Podcasts. All of them. All of them? All of them. All one word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead and let Buzzsprout know we sent you by following the link in the show notes. And guess what? You get a $20 Amazon gift card. What? Boom. <laughs> so help us help you support us so we can keep bringing you the content you so enjoy. Yeah. Buzzsprout. 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 What you talking about? Buzzsprout. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it with those stats for that ass. Hey, stats for that ass. We bring hey, hey, you the facts hey, with some stats for that ass. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so 
know, ladies, a study published by the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, mm-hmm. found that just 7.6% of African-Americans sought treatment for depression compared to 13.6% of the general population. Wow. Now, what the CDC also found is that African-American women are significantly more likely to report major depression than whites. So I'm pretty sure, Aneem, with your work with Therapy Over Silence and also with your private practice, you probably have noticed that mm-hmm. depression seems to be something that tends to impact the full-time Black woman on a regular basis. Can you Absolutely. touch point on that? Absolutely. I think um, as full-time Black women, I'm a full-time Black woman. You all are mm-hmm. full-time Black women. I think you have to wear many hats and uh, have to present in many forms of ourselves to appease the, you know, the masses or what, depending on what environment you're on. And that within itself can provide a level of stress that can be, yes. you know, unmatched. And then not to mention to, to go home and leave your workplace and then have to deal with the stresses of life, stresses mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, managing and balancing family life. Mm-hmm. And it, to be a full-time Black woman is truly one of the most difficult roles that we carry so gracefully god bless us because we're so resilient but definitely can contribute to um a lot of what um we are experiencing as it relates to depression or anxiety or just mental health in general yeah yeah definitely all right so let's get into some of these tips on ways you can manage your mental health now this is no means of exhaustive list of anything but we just wanted to touch on a few and then also get your feedback as well and Eve. so first yeah. one pay attention to your sleep habits sleep is a very important function of a healthy body i mean it's restorative it boosts mood and brain function and just helps you in lowering health risks in general mm-hmm. and um if you're fine mm-hmm. that you're having difficulty with your sleeping patterns uh, the way that you can combat that is to try setting a bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah. maybe create some a relaxation routine. So when you have a scheduled bedtime, you know that before this time, you need to shut off your electronics. Um, you need to maybe do things that are relaxing to you. Listen to some relaxing music, maybe um, a facial treatment sometimes is relaxing mm-hmm. or just meditate mm-hmm. a little bit. Something to calm yourself down and uh, get you ready to fall asleep. So I would have to say that my sleep patterns have been off. Really? More so now that we're going through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. But prior to when I, before I went to go seek, you know, therapy, I wasn't sure why I couldn't sleep. You know, I was up all times of the night, mm-hmm. but at the same time running all day long. So there was no way that I was restoring yeah. <laughs> the energy that I was right. exerting every single day. Yeah. And when I first met my therapist and we went through some things, she basically told me, she's like, yeah, that's a sign of depression. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I thought maybe my mind was just running because I was always on. Right. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, sleep is definitely like one of the first things I feel like when you pay attention to it and you see it's changing based off of what you're going through, then maybe something else behind it. Yeah. So that's one of the questions we wanted to pose to you, like how drastic do your sleep changes have to be to be an indicator of mental health concerns? Um, I think uh, sleep is definitely one of the most, one of the most prevalent indicators for most people struggling with their mental health. I think it can be one of two things though. It can be on either spectrum. It doesn't necessarily have to be a loss of sleep. It can be oversleeping. Mm. Um, so especially with depression and um, it can be folks that can't feel like they can get out of bed 
they're just feeling like, you know, they don't have the energy or the strength to just take on anything. And so you often find them oversleeping or just staying, you know, hot, hidden out in their bed or isolating in their bedroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think with, um, with anxiety, I think you kind of mentioned your mind sort of wandering and not, not to say, you know, I'm not your therapist, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw around. <laughs> um, but, uh, with anxiety, definitely keep you up, interrupted sleep. Um, mm-hmm. It could be difficult to just falling asleep or waking up periodically through the night. Um, so it can be on either end of the session. And I think it's important for people to have, for me to highlight that or let people be aware of that because I think we can think about it in one way. Yeah. And it can certainly look like different ways, but it impacts sleep, whether it's hyperinsomnia or just mm-hmm. um, a lack of sleep. Definitely um, is a huge indicator for um, for a lot of people just going on the stress and that. Um, not necessarily mental health diagnosis, but just some sort of stress or some sort of changes or something yeah, you're struggling right, with. Right, definitely. Yeah, especially especially right now. So since yeah. we are superwomen, as we've discussed so many times before, yeah. and that full-time Black woman, yeah. as you said, wearing those many hats and doing it so gracefully, we tend to be a huge crit- critic of ourselves. Yes. You know, um, the next thing about managing your mental health is try to be kind to yourself. If you can't be kind to yourself, you can't expect the world to do it it's for you. Right. And it's not going to be as fulfilling uh-huh. coming from someone else. Yeah, yeah. You know, extend uh-huh. yourself some grace, especially during these times. Mm-hmm. If you're at home working and you have kids at home and you're trying to be super mom, but also super employee and, you know, teach them if they're school age. Don't worry if you miss one Zoom meeting. Okay, they will be fine. Don't worry if they don't get logged on for their spelling test in time, whatever. You have other things to do. So be kind to yourself. You have to speak positively yeah. you know, about yeah. anything that you may be going through and um, to avoid falling deeper into a negative headspace because that stinking thinking will somehow, some way take over how you feel. So, Aneem, how can we change our inner self-talk to help us through hard times especially right now Ooh, yeah um so i think you are absolutely spot on and giving grace to ourselves extending grace to ourselves because we're just so difficult on ourselves a lot of times we get a lot of pressure as uh full-time black women mm-hmm. um first thing that came to mind is this practice of self-care i think self-care has become a buzzword where yes. we hear all these places yes. we eat all these places and it's a great thing, but what I want people to realize is it doesn't have to be this expensive thing. It doesn't have to be this elaborate thing. It literally is a form of mindfulness because it's you making little decisions each day to put your day, put yourself first or take care of yourself. So I'll give an example. This morning I made breakfast and, you know, I try to be vegan, but it don't really work out. All right. <laughs> so It's difficult. Kudos to everyone out there listening that able to do it but that ain't my life uh-huh. so i made vegan pancakes wow but what i did do is i but here here's a kicker i made um i made pork bacon i'm just like <laughs> you know what this is what i need to help me feel good and just like this, this is for me and right, like right. i took a picture i put it on instagram i'm like look you know judge whoever you want i don't care right. but like that's that's just that small you know small things like that to you know, make myself happy or just put yeah. myself first and prioritize my needs. That's just showing up for yourself. The other thing is kind of um, 
what we call it in the field is cognitive behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral um, approach where we kind of really kind of undo what we've, uh, what we've been taught mm-hmm. about ourselves and kind of really break down how those thoughts impact our behaviors and kind of impact our feelings. So it really is a cycle. So while we can understand how that thinking shapes all those different areas, you can really break that down for yourself and kind of undo some of, um, you know, that difficult mentality mm-hmm. that we have or how right. we are so tough on ourselves. So um, I, I do have a cognitive behavior therapy workbook and I made it an e-workbook because it, it's just more convenient that way mm-hmm. right. the times that we're living in right now. But what it really does is, is, is if you're committed to it, it really allows you to break that down, right? Here are my thoughts. Here are my feelings. Here's where I learned this. Where did I learn this? Mm. Like, um, who told me this? Who told me it was true? Like, yeah. If you're willing to do the work and really break that down and deconstruct those narratives that you've been told, it's work. I think that people forget at the end of the day, therapy is work. Yes, uh, it this is. stuff is work. Healing Ooh. is work. Whoa. And if you're willing to commit to it, you can make that progress that you want to see. But it, it is work. It's not easy work, but it's worth it. Right. 100%. 100%. <laughs> like, I know when I first started therapy. <laughs> And Elise will tell you, she'll agree. I'll let she give me one more homework assignment. Okay. I'm coming here to talk. I'm not coming here to work. I ain't homeworking years. And you tell me to read this, to read that, to write this. I'm like, I'm tired already. I'm coming to you because I'm tired. And now you want me to do more? I'm coming to you because I don't have the time to do anything for myself. And now you want me to do something for myself? You know, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, actually, I was in therapy. I was in grad school at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my therapist, one of the greatest gifts. So I was, go- let me be transparent with y'all. Because um, I was going, I had broken up with a guy. I was like, I fell into the deepest, darkest depression. Like, mm-hmm. I don't wish this thing on anybody. So I, I totally empathize. While I was in the position of a therapist or the founder of therapy, I was like, I know what it feels like. And yeah. I never thought I'd get through that. And one of the things she told me was just like, make new memories for yourself. You're mm. holding on to those old memories. And I'm just like, wow. So every day I made it a point, every week rather, to like create and go hiking with myself, to fall in love wow. with myself. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like the most profound and beautiful thing ever. But again, it's just the work. It has, yeah. I have to do the legwork. But like, you know, we... She, she does, I'm so happy and grateful for her, but um, I definitely know what that feels like to be in that dark hole. Yeah. You know, we, a lot of us can judge it. Oh, like that person's being lazy. That person, you gotta understand. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's so much more than that. Absolutely. So I, I, I totally empathize with people when they're in that space. So, where can they find that uh, ebook, e workbook that you mentioned before? If someone's interested in purchasing it. Yeah, so it's on my website, www.memeawelcsw.com. Um, in the shop section, it's 15 bucks. It's well, I don't want to say it's cheap because I don't know no, if you want to it. If you got an issue, email me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <you> know, <laughs> email me. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, uh-huh. you know, I, I'm, I want to help people. That's what I'm here for. I feel that's my sole purpose in this life. Let me help you. If you can't afford it, like, whatever. Like, let's talk. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Okay. No, I was uh, just going to say how the emotional work you had mentioned that, um, you know, sometimes people might not understand, like, how much that is actual work. Mm-hmm. I, this, it can mm-hmm. pull a lot out of you to do those oh, assignments yeah. that mm-hmm. you get given during therapy sometimes. And I know, like, I've had instances with my own therapist. And I'm just like, man, I got to 
I gotta do this and I gotta feel all this stuff all over again. Like I gotta I gotta experience so it. I just wanna I just wanna be past this point and stuff like that. But that work yeah. is is serious, but it's also very, very rewarding. Yes. Now you also yeah. mentioned uh being mindful, and that kind of is one yeah. of our third tips, practicing being present. So with yeah. worry and stressful situations, it can be easy to pull you out of the present into the far future. Um, thinking about well, yeah. what can happen, what can I do to prevent this from happening? Or and it could also pull you into the past and, well, I don't want this to happen again. So how do I avoid this and what steps can I do? Mm-hmm. But trying to be mm-hmm. mindful and having mindfulness exercises can help you focus on what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And that way you can kind of simplif- simplify your focus. And uh, it can be as simple as, I don't know, focusing on each of your senses uh, at one time. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you seeing? What are you smelling? What are you hearing? Mm-hmm. Just so that you can have Absolutely. that moment to just be like, this is what's happening right now. So what other examples? Yeah. I know you gave a little bit of, uh, already, but what other examples of mindfulness practices would you give? Uh, I, I think you hit on, spot on. I would just add like going for a walk and mm. disconnecting, like putting your phone down. Yes. Um, one of the things I make it a priority for me is every day I go for a walk and I leave my phone in the office. Like it's my moment to just unplug and just, you know, not be worried about everything. Everything is going to be there when I get back. Mm-hmm. So I make it a priority to go for a walk. Um, a grounding technique and basically just being, you know, centering yourself in your thoughts. Going out, well, depending where you live again, mm-hmm. um, so I, one of the things I do first thing is go ahead and kind of get up, go outside and kind of just feel the grass on my bare feet and just wow. ground me and centers me and just help me feel connected or just sitting in the sun and just, again, just without the minimal distractions as much as you can, because I understand our lives are complicated, our lives are fast, mm-hmm, yeah. but I'm um, just sitting out in the sun for like 15 minutes and just, just sitting there with you know my thoughts and just being present at that moment, nothing else matters. And really just carving that time out in your busy day, your busy mm-hmm. schedule, to just take a couple minutes and just do something that just, you know, where you can just carve out the distractions as much as you can and just really just be there in that moment with yourself and just, you know, run through things in your head as much as it makes sense and kind of just really try to practice to be there in that moment. Right. Yeah, I'm a big advocate for recharging that melanin yeah going outside in the sun oh yeah yeah feeling those rays oh, yeah. go through your your, your skin your yeah. man your senses everything recharge the melanin ladies uh, yes okay? absolutely <laughs> even you if you're it. sitting on a porch yeah. it doesn't mean anything just get your butt out and there. that vitamin d helps uh-huh. with um you know the absorption helps with depression it's already been linked to that so get in that sun ladies it's not gonna hurt you yeah <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that is wonderful it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what we can do also to manage our mental health is just go ahead and seek help. Seek help, guidance. You know, reach out to those that you're comfortable with for encouragement. So as I mentioned before, I actually started going to therapy late last year because of Elise. Elise mentioned it. She's like, maybe you should just go, you know, exactly. Go see someone. And I'm like, what? 
but because I was ignorant to understanding that that is also a very important part of me that I needed to take care of that I never thought to even put in the forefront of my mind because Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that was talked about in my household, right. my family, you know, where I grew up, it always had that same uh, stigma. You go see a therapist, oh, she crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. heard Isha seeing somebody? I knew something wrong with that girl. Uh-huh. I knew something wrong with that girl. You know, like, I was afraid of that. And actually, I didn't tell my parents I was going to therapy until like a month into therapy. That's when I told them. And I was afraid that they were going to be quick to like, Oh, not my child. Oh, yeah. What did I do wrong? You trying to have a bad mom? You trying to have a bad mom? This is why you a therapy. Right. You talk about me in therapy. You know, <laughs> became her sister. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's why they do therapy because you acting like this. But no, my mother was very accepting of it. She was at first, she was like, huh. Wow. But yeah. now she's educated better mm-hmm. to understand that it's yeah. not because I'm emotionally unstable or this, that, and the other. It's just something that she, I needed to be a better Isha, you know, for not only myself, but for others as well. Mm -hmm. Now, my father, he's still a little bit on the fence. I mean, he hasn't said too much about it, but I guess silent sometimes is deafening. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you sure you're okay? I mean, that's what you need to do, baby girl. That's what you need to do. Right. (laughs) You know, but he hasn't discouraged me from going. That's wonderful. So reach out to somebody, as I did with Elise, and if necessary, put yourself first and seek that guidance from a counselor or a therapist and don't expect anyone else to be that little push that you need. Yeah. You have to be your own push. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. is that some of the things that you usually hear from? I mean, I know you can't tell us who your clients are, yeah. but when they first come into <laughs> therapy as you know, therapy virgins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I usually get, um, I, I get a lot of reluctance in this. Mm. Exactly. Um, it's like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, I just came, somebody told me, somebody mentioned this. Uh-huh. So you get a lot of ambivalence, a lot of, um, of, of the mask. It, it requires some work to unveil it and open it up and li- yeah. um, shed those layers, so to speak. So when it, a part, an important part of uh, therapy, or from my point of, uh, point of view, is to establish that rapport where you can have that person feel comfortable and mm-hmm. opening up. So it usually takes a couple of sessions and, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, validating to that person that you're going to be there and you're going to stick around. So um, definitely get that across the spectrum and different people presenting on, you know, the readiness for change, so to speak. I think that helps mm-hmm. with yeah. um, help or hinders um, somebody's process in our therapy as well. So the, uh, excuse me, the um, stages of change. So basically the person can be still kind of contemplating yes. about it. So they may be a little iffy about it. And that really does show up in the person in that, you know, in that therapy room. So definitely see people across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Isha, I don't want to go out here and grocery shop with everything that's going on. I don't blame you. You should do what I do. What do you do? Use Instacart. Okay, tell me more. Well, Instacart is a service that actually delivers food that you need and want those cookies, cakes, and pies Yum. to your front door. Okay, but can I still get deals, though? Stop it. You know I don't play when it comes to my coins. This is true. Yes, you will get deals and help you save money. I mean, they find everything you usually buy, and they offer offer smart suggestions for new items. Okay, but what about my fragile stuff like eggs and bread and avocados? Well, they pick the freshest produce because it's just like they're shopping for themselves and also they keep your eggs safe too. 
I like that. So how do I get started? What do I do? Oh, I'll show you. Come over here. Okay, so I go down to these show notes, click on the link, and boom, I'm ready. Yes, you are ready. By clicking on the link in the show notes, you're actually letting Instacart know that I sent you. Nice. And they're going to take care of you, homie. And guess what? What? It helps support our show. Yeah. So if you want your needs and wants to meet, you click on the link. That sounds like a song. It does. I heard it. <laughs> if you want your needs and you wants to meet, hey, click on that link. Boop, boop, boop. So how would you, um, how would you, I guess, tell somebody like how to get started in finding a counselor or a therapist? Like what would the, be the steps yeah. they could take? Oh, I love talking about this. Um, <laughs> the first step that you've accepted that you possibly want to get help and congratulations to you, kudos to you. Yes, first yeah. thing I would say is um, ask yourself whether you're, you're wanting or you can or you're able to pay out of pocket or do you have to depend on your um, insurance plan. Mm-hmm. Or the, another option is also that a lot of people aren't aware of is our health savings accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Those plans that we have for some of our employers where you can stash that money away for medical expenses mm-hmm. or yeah. um, dental issues or whatever. So you can use your HSA accounts as well. So I think asking yourself the financial options of probably the next step and then from there like so i think of it as a sort of a venn diagram so if you're going to say insurance i would say contact your insurance and say who are these in-network providers where i don't have to worry about co-pays and things like that right so let me contact my insurance plan and get the in-network providers in my area then then contact and we'll reach out to all those people or if you're not going to use insurance and you're saying that you're going to um um, use private pay. You have a you have a bigger pool, right? You yeah. have a vast mm-hmm. pool you can pick from. Um, then you got to ask yourself: Well, I am going to private pay, but um, 150 assumptions sounds a little steep every week. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Now, what you can ask is that: Do you offer a flying seatbelt? Like, I want people to ask this. It's okay. Like, I'm in a position where I have like a lot going on where I don't necessarily have to charge you that hundred fifty dollars. So, mm-hmm. if you, I understand you have financial issues, like I want to work with you. Let's talk. Ask me. I don't um, think anyone. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know about that <laughs> of sliding it's a, scale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody doesn't promote it, but like I do because, like, again, I'm I'm in a blessed situation where I can just. You know, I don't have to, it's not my soul thing yeah, going on. Yeah, I got you. So yeah. I can, I can be like, I, I really like, I get messages all the time. And I'm just like, dang, I really hope that like, I want them to ask me because I post this stuff on my page all the time. I want to be one. Are you listening? And me too. <laughs> like, ask me, like, I, like I, I can work with you. Let's work together. Let's figure this out. If, if not me, somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's if you're using the private pay and then I said insurance, private pay, HSA. HSA, again, you can go to anybody. Like, yeah. um, it, it's just a matter on the therapist and making sure that they have everything set up to do that. And um, third, I would say shop around. It's okay. Like if you don't, you go to somebody a couple sessions and you feel like it's not a good fit, like you can fire them. Like yeah. I can fire my PCP. I can fire my dentist. I can shop around. You're not bound to any one therapist. Yes. Like keep it moving. If you're not feeling like like that's a good fit, and then what else would I say? Um, yeah. Let me go back to point two about the insurance mm-hmm. sure. thing. So part of using insurance is that most of the times, what a lot of people don't realize on the other end is that there needs to be a diagnosis on file in order mm. for them to keep on working with you and part of that diagnosis needs to meet medical necessity and blah, blah, blah. But if you go into um, a sort of, um, 
private pay situation, not it's not necessarily you don't necessarily have to have a diagnosis associated to your name. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. For some people, that means something. Some people, it, it doesn't. But it's just something definitely that's worth thinking about or considering. Yeah. yeah. So what about? Yeah, so those are my four. Oh well, those that were awesome. excellent <laughs> points. So the thing about it's okay to fire your therapist yes. and find someone else. I feel like a yeah. lot of people are afraid to do that because it's like we made progress, you know. Then I have to go and open up to a whole new person and relive it all yeah. over again. It's something so personal. I don't want everybody in the world knowing my business. I know I said you that. <laughs> when I had to move, yeah. I was like, wait a second, wait a second, you can't come with me. Is that what you said? Like I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Um, I, I know a lot of people who have been bad experiences with their first therapist, and it, you know, for a lot of them, that scarred them into going back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely understand that, and, I, and it's real. Like cultural competency is a real issue. A lot of people get you know matched with people that is just not a good fit for mm-hmm. various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um. That's why I want you. I want people to know that it's okay to shop around, and that one person, unfortunately, while they may have left a scar or impact in some way, I recognize that and I acknowledge that. But everybody won't be the same. Like I've had negative experience with doctors, but I still needed that. You know, I still need my high blood pressure medication. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I, I have to do work on my end to find somebody that I match with, somebody that understands me, somebody that understood my background, somebody that understood that. Not necessarily just look like me, because like I ended up with a Mexican therapist and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but somebody that just understood where I was coming from and what I was coming in with. I think that was an excellent example. Absolutely. Like just because you had a bad experience <laughs> with that doctor doesn't necessarily mean you still don't need your physical. Right. You still have to find yeah. someone else. So why not do that <laughs> with someone who's going to help with your mental health? So yeah. I like that. I like <laughs> that a lot. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So we kind of. Think in your bio touched on it a little, little teeny bit, but uh, we wanted to hear from you, Anima Way, um, why managing mental health is so important to you. Um, it's so important to, and you got to kind of segue to it, but um, it's so important to me because our mental health can definitely it, it, it's related to our physical health, right? They go hand in hand, they mm-hmm. they react to one another, and I think. If we if we really want to achieve this idea of wellness or being healthy and achieving total wellness and healthiness, we have to pay attention to both equally. Yeah. And um, so that's why part of the reason why I created therapy over silence because not only is silence contributing to this perpetuation of um, you know keeping secrecy or hiding pain and masking pain, that stuff also contributes to health issues, physical mm-hmm. health issues. Yeah. Right? When we talk about hypertension. You know, I grew up in a house where we didn't talk about it. We just internalized everything. We kept everything inside. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom has hypertension. My dad has hypertension. I have hypertension. My sister has hypertension. And I don't think that's that. I don't think that's just genetic. Yeah. I think that's a lot of the psychosocial ways that we've been taught to handle our issues. So that's mm-hmm. how those things go hand in hand. So what therapy over silence wants to do is encourage people not only to just get mental health therapy, but any sort of therapy and healing that's going to help you get the support that you need so that you can be the best person and show up the best way you need to and kind of undo some of those narratives that we've been taught. So, again, if you want, if we want to undo some of these um, sort of health issues, um, you want to kind of just be able to show up in sort of the best way possible, I think mm-hmm. that's why it's important to take care of both our mental health as well as uh, physical health. Okay. Yeah. Nice. 
So we did mention um, Therapy Over Silence. You are the founder, correct? Yes. Well, with Therapy Over Silence, what is your vision? What are some big things you have in store for your um, online counseling? Yeah, so I envision a community. And what I'm really working on right now is building a platform where people can come and get exposed to all these different therapy forms. So I'm talking art therapy. I'm talking um, holistic practices. I'm talking about nutrition support. I'm talking about all these different aspects and uh, avenues of wellness that contribute to our health and mental health and get exposure to that and get connected with those individuals or those practitioners Mm -hmm. that look like us in our communities that can you know, support us on our journeys and just working together to bring this information mm-hmm. for our people. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm working on in my own with my developers and things of that, um, of that nature. So just trying to spread the word about what we're doing, who we are, why this matters, right? And how yeah. it contributes, excuse me, how it, it's connected to all of us and how we're in, in this together. And so that's, that's the bigger um, plan of therapy over silence long term. Wonderful. Yeah. I love that. I, too. I think that's awesome because I know a lot of times people feel like, oh man, I'm the only one who has to deal with this. I'm yes. the only one who's thinking about yeah. even considering therapy and I don't even know where to start. So knowing that there's like a community right. that people can go to kind of lift yeah, some of the stigma. Space, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love Absolutely. that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. So, um, could you please give us one piece of advice that you would like to share with our audience? As full-time Black women, um, as as leaders, as um, as the primary sources in our families, for if that's your situation, I think we have so many people looking up to us, mm-hmm. whether it's little ones or our colleagues or anything like that, because we influence influence culture, right? Pop culture and all that. Yeah, if the we world. Set the, <laughs> we, we we yeah, the world absolutely. Mm-hmm. If we set the tone, if we take care of ourselves, if we do these things, we have the opportunity to heal future generations. So I think it all starts with us, a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we, you know, we take these type of things seriously. We continue to have these conversations. We continue to support one another in healing. I think you know it'll cause the ripple effect and yeah. you know hopefully get to our brothers and stuff like that but um, it starts with us yes. so uh, I encourage you guys to take care of yourselves and put yourself first or, pass, or you know practice that mindfulness practice that um, centering or grounding or whatever it is to take care of yourself because you know as a full-time black woman like I said it earlier we have to show up to so many people and do so many things for so many people mm-hmm. if you don't take care of yourself how can you be there for all those people right so yes. whether it's mental health therapy going to the gym eating vegan with your pork bacon on the side eating vegan with your pork bacon on the side you do what you want to do but that's for you boo you self-care you that's right that's right do you and um, take care of yourself because, you know, we only get one body, one mind, and without it, then we won't be here. Exactly. Right. Those right. are so many mind. true words. Yeah. So, Anim, <laughs> go ahead and tell our listeners, how can they find out more about your practice and therapy over silence? Sure. So, if you're interested about my practice, you can visit me at dot com. Um, also follow me on Instagram and in Awe. I post lots of cool things and tips like the um, insurance stuff and HSA. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow Therapy Over Sounds. We're, we're growing, we're expanding. We got a lot of cool stuff in the world. Stay connected. Be, you know, the first 
you know, people to say that you've been involved with this movement. So we hope to grow bigger in the coming years and, you know, spread our influence all over the world. Not just the United States, a global impact. That's right. Um, so just follow us. We're going to grow. We're going to get bigger and we're going to help people heal and uh, do the good work. Okay. So is your handle the same? Um, are you just on Instagram? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? Just Facebook and Instagram. Um, those are my two main platforms and the handles are all the same um, across both platforms. Okay. Okay. Um, time out. I know you kind of answered this already. You wanna... That's why I didn't yeah. go there because yeah. you answered it. Okay, that's what I thought. What it means to be a full time black woman. You already you mentioned answered it. it. So, I didn't feel the need oh, to ask the question. Yeah. Again. Okay. All right. <laughs> time in. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so so much, Anima. We really appreciate having you here and you speaking and sharing and dropping gems and everything. Me. You did a wonderful yeah, job. So great. Yes, that's what we all needed during this time. It doesn't matter before, after, during a pandemic, we need to take care of our mental health and we need therapists like you, black woman, to make us feel not only like we're in a safe space, it's just that we don't have to have an extra layer of explaining ourselves and our struggles and everything else. I know that was important to me to find a black woman therapist. Me too. Because I'm already tired. You think I want to explain to you how it is being being a woman? (laughs) No. (laughs) Skip that step. What's up, sis? How you doing? Let me get talk. (laughs) We need you. You are a gem for us. Black woman therapists. Absolutely. Both black women need y'all too. Thank you so much. And this has been great. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 We have to have it. We have to do it again. Yes, definitely. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that brings us to the end of another episode. Want to thank again Anim Awe and Therapy So Over Silence for joining us today. And remember, ladies, we're here for you full time from coffee to wine. And play your power perfectly. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Full-Time Black Woman is created, recorded, and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full-Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Help us build this community by sharing with other full-time black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. Have something to add to today's topic? Join our Facebook group, Full-Time Black Woman Conversations. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full-Time Black Woman or on Twitter at FT Black Woman. 